Oh man, crime survivors for safety and justice are just simply amazing. They have helped me find my voice and be able to use it for the greater good. I know I'm here for a reason. It is a 5% chance to survive a bullet to the head. And I know that my story can and will change many lives. And if I can change even just one, then that's a win for me. Welcome to the Crime Survivor Speed Podcast. My name is Aswat Thomas. I'm the National Director of Crime Survivors for Safety and Justice. We are a national network of 185,000 victims of crime across the country. If you haven't already subscribed to stay up to date on the latest episodes of the podcast, you can do that on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other streaming services by clicking on the link or the caption in this post. Today, I am honored to welcome an incredible survivor leader from Arizona who has turned her pain into a powerful purpose. Vanessa Martinez advocates on behalf of other domestic violence survivors and is working to improve systemic barriers to victim compensation and victim services in the state of Arizona. I know the strength and resiliency of Vanessa's story will be an inspiration to everyone listening today and we're so excited to speak with you today. Vanessa, I want to start with your advocacy work. Just a few months ago, you spoke so powerfully at our 2023 Survivor Speak Arizona event in Phoenix. And you've recently attended the CSSJ Arizona policy retreat with other leaders from across the state to discuss potential policies to work on in 2024. Vanessa, starting with your work at Survivor Speak, what was that experience like for you? speaking at the Capitol with survivors, legislators, and the media. Oh my goodness, Survivor Speak was simply amazing. It was a powerful day. We actually spoke to legislators. We spoke to the community about our trauma recovery pilot, and we were actually able to be approved for a trauma recovery pilot here in Arizona. So that was an amazing day, and I can't wait for 2024, as well as for our policy retreat. That was amazing as well. That was such an amazing experience. We were actually even able to present our own law at the policy retreat. I actually came up with Vanessa's law, automatic severance of parental rights when a parent causes a felony crime on the other. Wow. So just incredible to hear the impact of Survivor. So Survivor Speak, uh, we were there at the Capitol to advocate for things like trauma recovery. Thanks to your advocacy, you are able to get $7 million in TRCs to establish the first trauma recovery center in the state. A huge congratulations to you, Vanessa, for being an advocate and helping to advocate for more services and resources. Vanessa, I want to talk a little bit more about your personal experience. Would you tell us about your survivor experience that helped brought you to crime survivors for safety and justice. I know it's not easy to tell our own survivor story, so we welcome you to share as much as your story as you're comfortable with. Thank you, Oswald. For sure. I'm Vanessa Martinez. I'm a gun violence and a domestic violence survivor. I survived being shot in the head by my ex on September 11th, 2021. If I can't have you, no one can were his last words to me before pulling the trigger and putting a nine millimeter bullet through my head just below my right temple lobe. After realizing what he had done, my ex called 911, then escaped through my attic. 
making his way to the neighbors who he of course knew and would get high with and who was actually the man who sold him the gun. It actually took Mesa PD seven hours and 27 gas bonds later to locate their perpetrator underneath the neighbor's sink, destroying and demolishing everything in my home. My children and I lost everything. After fighting for my life, I wasn't even prepared for the next battles and traumatic roller coaster the system wouldn't send me on. I was promised 30 years of peace due to my ex being on intense probation at the time. His charges should have been ran consecutively. Instead, the judge ran them all concurrent and 15 years was given for nearly taking my life. With good time, he'll be out in 10. Not only did I have to fight for my life, but I had to fight for my children for over a year, having to prove I was cognitive, stable, and able to be a mother. But I also had to fight to not allow visitation between my children and the man they witnessed shoot me in the head. I can honestly say that victim's compensation due to unrelated past fines and not receiving any financial help whatsoever was the most painful letdown at all. I'm not perfect, and having a couple misdemeanor fines shouldn't stop me from receiving the help and funds that are allocated for situations such as mine. I was forced to work 11 months after being shot in the head and four months after skull reconstructive surgery, where four plates and 10 screws now replace my skull. I have yet to receive the rest needed to make a full recovery, but that doesn't stop me from using my voice and speaking my truth. Thank you, Vanessa, for sharing your story of being a survivor of domestic violence, also a survivor of gun violence. I know how challenging it can be physically and also emotionally to be a survivor of gun violence. You mentioned something that I don't think many people know about you talked about being denied access to the state's victim compensation program, which is designed to help crime victims get access to support. So did I hear that right, that you were denied victim compensation because of our previous fines and fees that you that you may have had? Is that correct? Yes, sir. They're actually over a decade old. Wow. So over a decade of you owning and finding fees and when you became a victim, you were denied compensation. Vanessa, what was that like for you, whether to read that denial letter or to be told that as a victim, as a survivor, that you will not be able to access victim compensation to help with like mental health, to help with accessing uh, services for you and your family? That letter the feeling of hopeless and helplessness, I can still feel it now. Having to fight for my children and not having a home, I had to have a home for my children to come home to. Being denied victim's compensation was supposed to help. It was supposed to allow me the rest needed for an injury such as mine to not be able to receive what is allocated for survivors like myself was one of the most painful letters I ever had to read. I had to focus and we had to put together 
fundraisers, full fundraisers, GoFundMes. I had to rely on my community for the help. If it wasn't for my community, I wouldn't have had the money to be able to purchase my home. And if I wouldn't have had a home, where would my children be? So as the time but that my community had to come together, that was amazing. But when I should have received the help and been stress-free, especially at a time where I should have been stress-free due to my brain injury, that was the hardest thing I had to go through after being shot in the head. Vanessa, thank you for your courage to sharing your story with us. And thank you for your advocacy as well. So as a survivor who was denied victim compensation, you're now working to change Arizona's victim compensation program. So some of the policies that I've heard that you all will be working on in Arizona is to remove time limits that prevent survivors from accessing compensation. You also mentioned what you went through in your experience of having unpaid fines and fees that you're now working to help advocate for changes in the victim compensation program to remove that exclusion and also to ensure that survivors in households will be able to access victim compensation program as well. So out of your direct exports, now you're working to change a program that hasn't helped so many survivors. So Vanessa, I want to talk a little bit. I know this all too well as a victim of gun violence and having to deal what we went through for many of us, justice looks different. We'd love to hear at this point in your healing and recovery, what does justice mean to you? Justice to me means peace. Peace for the victims, peace for the survivors. But on the other standpoint, I believe that justice is removal of barriers, as you said, for victims and survivors. Justice is more in trauma-informed policies. Victims need to be treated as victims. And again, the barriers need to be lifted that prevent victims like myself from receiving assistance. Thank you, Vanessa. And, and justice looks different from everyone, right? I also heard you talk about that not all scars are visible. I think that is something that all survivors can understand. We'd love to hear what has helped you heal some of those scars and what continues to motivate you on your road to recovery? Prayer. Prayer is legit my go for for everything. My faith, my family, and therapy have been a major in my healing journey. And what keeps me going is my voice, is advocacy, is knowing that we are not done and we have a long way to go to heal Arizona. Elevating our voices are critical. Vanessa, I don't think I asked you this question, but I want to do that now. What made you decide to be part of Crime Survivors for Safety and Justice? And what has that meant to you? Oh man, Crime Survivors for Safety and Justice are just simply amazing. They have helped me find my voice and be able to use it for the greater good. I know I'm here for a reason. It is a 5% chance to survive a bullet to the head. And I know that my story can and will change many lives. 
And if I can change even just one, then that's a win for me. When Survivor Speak change happens, Vanessa, I want to talk a little bit more about your experience as a survivor and the impact that had on your children. So you were denied victim compensation. Were there any services or resources to help your children who were also victims of that experience that you went through? Services offered through my children were honestly offered through DCS. My son did just recently graduate from therapy. He was the one who actually witnessed his father shoot me in the head. He followed me out the house that day on September 11th and actually told police officers my daddy shot my mama. Honestly, as horrible as it may sound, if it wasn't for DCS, I wouldn't have been able to have the funds for us to receive any therapy. It took me a year and a half after the incident to be able to start receiving therapy. And as for my children, they are doing well at the moment. They do have a lot of questions. Again, like I said, my son did just graduate therapy. He's doing amazing. He's very strong. But this situation has changed us all forever. Thank you, Vanessa, and congratulations to your son for graduating from therapy, uh, which is just a huge resource for survivors and families as well to get access to services. So Vanessa, you have helped to bring the first trauma recovery center to the state of Arizona. You're now working to help change the state's victim compensation program to better support survivors so Vanessa, if you had a magic wand, if there was a policy that you would like to see to better support crime survivors and their families to access help, what would that policy be? Oh, goodness. There's so many that need to be changed, honestly. But I would honestly say the victim's compensation. Arizona victim compensation is actually tied up with ACJC who were actually the ones who denied me victims' compensation. And I would like ACJC to be out because they are not helping survivors or victims whatsoever. Their barriers need to be lifted. And so if anything, I would like that policy to be reformed. So if you are a survivor that's out there listening, every state have a victims' compensation program that's designed to help survivors heal and recover from violence. Things like mental health services, changing locks on doors, helping with relocation, helping with funeral and burial expenses, helping with lost wages as a result of violence. So every state have a victim compensation program, but what we heard from Vanessa, we heard from so many guests is that there are significant barriers to accessing the programs. I mean, this is going to be a shock to uh, many of our listeners out there, but in states like Arizona, in order to be eligible for the Victims' Compensation Program, you must report a crime to law enforcement within 72 hours. In addition to that, you have only two years to apply for the program. So that's a barrier uh, in states like Arizona and so many across the country, but crime survivors, safety and justice and leaders like Vanessa are working to extend that two-year deadline to up to seven 
years as well. And you are changing so many lives for those who are listening today, just the impact that you will have on them to help them recover, also to help them to get involved in advocacy to help change policies. Vanessa, we have thousands of survivors that may be listening to today's podcast from across the country, if not across the world. Do you have any words of encouragement or support that you'd like to offer to survivors who are listening, especially those who have made going through something similar to your experiences? Of course. I'd like to tell them that they're not alone. I understand and know firsthand how lonely times may feel, but this too shall pass. Remember to just be gentle with yourself. Take your time. And when you're ready to use your voice for the greater good, your crime survivor for safety and justice family will be there with you every step of the way. So if you are in Arizona and want to join Vanessa and join other survivors, go to the website at www.cssj.org and go down to Arizona to become a member and join Vanessa and other survivors fight in helping to reform the Victims' Compensation Program. Uh, Vanessa, I want to thank you so much for your strength, your courage, your leadership, your advocacy, and for being a voice for all crime survivors. So Vanessa, thank you so much for joining today's episode of the Crime Survivors Speak podcast. Once again, to become a member of Crime Survivors for Safety and Justice, visit the website at www csj.org to join a local chapter near you or you can be part of our national network remember you can tune into all podcast episodes on youtube apple Podcasts, spotify and other streaming platforms at crime survivors for safety and justice we are healing through action and when survivors speak change happens thank you so much for tuning in and we'll talk to you soon